setup. Love it. Right. It's pretty flash, isn't it? <laughs> it's above that level. Yeah, it is. It's definitely uh, <laughs> the, the, yeah, equi- the quality of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The equipment is a lot better it's than the podcast you're about to record. Well, it's so easy. <laughs> I was talking to my friend Tommy Deslo, who does the Little Dumb Dumb Club podcast. Yeah. And he's like, it's the lowest form of entertainment. You know, <laughs> podcasts run ads from companies, and the first the ad is like, "Hey, you're listening to a podcast. Yeah. Why not start your own?" Yeah, 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 yeah. The barriers of entry are so low. Exactly. You clearly need no skills to be entertaining or interesting. So why not get involved in the podcasting world? That's sort of half what got me into it, to be honest. Because I was listening to some podcasts, and I was like, like "I could do that." Yeah. <laughs> I talk like every fucking yeah, day. Yeah, exactly, yeah. but yeah. um, yeah, it's uh. It's sort of out of my comfort zone to be doing this, I guess. Um, which everyone I told when I started doing stand up and podcasting, they're like, "No fucking way!" It's like, not you. Yeah, it's not like your personality. Yeah, yeah. I'm Don't super you reserved. Yeah, I'm super in my shell. Like, not out there, not anything. So that's um, while we're setting up, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to like blow all my conversation in one. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. When I was doing radio, you'd be having an an interesting, funny conversation off air, and everyone's like, "Don't burn it, don't burn it, don't save it." Hundred percent. Yeah, like down down there in the um in the lobby, you hit me with, "Have you had a good week?" And I'm like, "Fuck, hang on, that's that's (laughs) all my conversation." (laughs) I'm like, "Trick question." Yeah, fucking hell. All I had planned was what I did this weekend, but um, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So we we prepped you. It's not going to be the best podcast you've ever done, but let's hope it's uh, a bit of fun. It might be the worst. Us. I'll tell you that much already. Perfect. Okay. Well, that's, that's the name. Uh, <laughs> You're recording, so it's fantastic. Yeah. Are, you, are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. We're recording, okay. yeah. We'll the name of the podcast is Can't Get Any Worse. So, I mean, <laughs> it's in the name. Great. It's in the name. But um, Only up from here. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully. Uh, so, yeah, you, you did a gig in Toowoomba, right? And then a gig did. last night in Brisbane? Brisbane, yes. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. How'd they go? They were both. Great, yeah. really good. Yes, Toowoomba was was um, was kicking. Yeah, they were very, really into it. Yeah, um, great support acts. Nick Carr hosting, uh, lovely little Irish pub there. Yep, and yeah, no, no complaints at all. Um, Except, then, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just trying to think because no one wants to hear about how great my comedy. Yeah, yeah, no, no. You want to hear about the disasters? We can talk about how racist Nick Carr's name is. <laughs> He's got this bit about how. <laughs> He's saying yeah. his name is the N word, yeah. which I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I know. If you tried squeak you with your tried. ears, yeah, yes. Yeah. But then, uh, what's her name again? I've, I keep forgetting. Anissa? That. Anissa, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Anissa, who's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Ugandan Australian um, background um, comic got up and she said, Yeah, I'm the only one at this gig who can say Nick Carr's name, <laughs> which was uh, yeah. beautifully done. Yeah, no, yes. no it's good, good that she tied it in. Um, so, yeah, Brisbane, how'd that? Oh, it's so good. It's the Tivoli Theatre. Yeah, right? yeah, And I'm just like, I can't believe it. I've seen lots of music gigs there. Yeah. I, I did the speaking thing there um, uh, years ago. It wasn't comedy. Okay. But, like, yeah, that room is just amazing. And the fact that I got to do it was was a fucking joy. Yep. I saw Peter Hellier before me. He was on before me. Oh, yeah. It was just awesome. And then, um, yeah, about half, you know, then we came back from my show at half the capacity. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> I don't know. I got to stop complaining because it was yeah. awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Some really lovely people there, but you know, when you're in that room, when you go bigger in a mm. room, which yeah. is this is a really big step up for yeah. me in Brisbane, you would obviously love it. Too. Yeah, yeah. Have, to have lots of people there. Yeah, but uh, they were so fun, and yeah, I think that room is pretty much perfect for comedy. Yeah, yeah nice. No, I'll have to check it out because I'm like obviously nowhere near the scale you're at. But I <laughs> like, <laughs> like when I first started, I'd be going and checking out local rooms and shit, and I'd yeah. be like, oh fuck, like hopefully I can do there one day. And now I'm like. Finally, starting to break into those rooms, and I'm like, "Fuck!" Like, 
This is sick. But oh, that's still, oh, that's and you're still just happy. That's good. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. If you keep doing it, you'll eventually get bitter. You'll yeah. never be happy. <laughs> and whatever level you're at is seen as a failure, yeah, right. and you'll feel jealous yeah. towards other comedians. That's the plan. That's you the plan. know, like why aren't I at Chappelle's level? You know, <laughs> come on. I've been on Celebrity Name Game. Yeah, okay? yeah. So I'm crushing it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I've been on nothing. I've been on. <laughs> I've been on this podcast. <laughs> I've been on the podcast I started. <laughs> yeah, no one. Yeah, if book you get bummed from this, that's a real lot of shit. I'm watching you, Adrian. You're yeah. out. <laughs> no. what, what made you, if you then, if you're an introverted person, what made you want to do it then? What was the, the push, the deciding factor to get you into it? Um, I guess I have literally always wanted to do stand up. Right. Um, from as long as I can remember, really. Mum mm-hmm. and dad would always have CDs playing in the car and stuff. And then when I grew who are we up. talking? Who are you guys? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> On the spot. Yeah, so mum and dad, uh, like a bit rude. So it was Rodney Rude. Rodney Rude, Kev- yes. Yeah, Kevin Bloody Wilson. Okay. Um, King Billy Coke Bottle. I don't know if you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I should have started that, but my parents are from the country. So like <laughs> super like crude country humour, I guess, yes. which would have fucking gone mint in Toowoomba. But, um, yes, would have gone great. Yeah, and then as I grew up, um, I guess I started to watch things in my room like Rove and the footy show and mm. things like that and I'd have the five-minute spots and I'd be like, fuck, that's good. Yeah. And then it just kept growing and then I found the American comedians and I was mm. like, fuck. And then, I don't know, about a year and a half. Oh, no, because I did my first stint probably two years ago. Mm. I did two spots and then work on the way and stuff like that. And I was just like, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. Like yeah. 30, 30 years old, so giving it a crap. Almost dead. Yeah, it's exactly, exactly. <laughs> No, yeah, because I was big on, um, I was big on like just living the life that everyone said you're supposed to live, like yeah. get married, have buy a house, fucking start a business, and yeah. just I did all that, and I was like, this is not what I want to do. Like, yeah. That's it. are you still married? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not what I want to do. <laughs> I still, <laughs> still, still want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I made it married, and it just left me empty yeah, inside. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I thought, there's nothing yeah, here. There's and- nothing. Uh, I need the love of an open mic yeah, crowd in prison. I need to go and tell three people my dick jokes. <laughs> I need the love of everyone not liking me. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I need to feel the charm of that boo. Oh, yeah. that's good. Nah, but um, yeah. Hey, was your first one a good one or a bad one? First one was terrible. Oh, yeah, okay, interesting. Yeah. Is that not par for the course? Like, is that not usually how it goes? Oh, I don't know. I, I hear a lot of people. How was your first one? My first ever one might have been okay. It was it for class clowns. The high school comedy competition that, that okay. Melbourne Comedy Festival. So I'm 14 years old, right? Yeah, so okay, it's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But I the, the only thing that got me through that is the fact that I had done a lot of public speaking and theatre. Okay. So like, right. yes, desperate need for attention, had a level of confidence on stage. The yeah. material was almost certainly dog shit. Yeah. But I think <laughs> so, if you just have some projection of, of confidence in yeah. those kind of things when everyone's shitting their pants, then yeah, you yeah, come sure. across okay. Oh, but Husey's first one was an absolute bomb. And it's, uh, it's very <laughs> Let's interesting. Let's bring that up. <laughs> Is he a big listener to the good good anyway? <laughs> he could be. I'm angry. <laughs> Fuck you. I killed. Best crowd ever. Yeah. Never forget that. Um, but, yes, it's interesting. I mean, I think, yes, I mean, obviously you've got one or two options. You either you either do well or don't do well. But, yeah, some people do well their first gig and then, therefore, that's what causes the addiction. They're yeah. like, I'm going to do this forever. Mm. And some people bomb and then either never do it again or they're like, I never want to feel like that again yep. and we'll return to the stage. Yeah. I think luckily I got I got a good bunch of people at the gig I did because yep. um, I saw I was watching all the specials and stuff and I'm like, oh, five-minute spot, I've got to have a five-minute story. And I was just okay. obviously first time up not knowing what I'm going to do. It was just five minutes of me 
dribbling <laughs> shit that wasn't funny. <laughs> so then um, I got off and one of the guys or a couple of the guys came up and they're like, the premise is funny. Yes. But it, you spoke too for long. way too long. Yeah. Way too long. They're like, next set, try and get maybe three or four of those and just try and compress them. So yeah. I did that next time and like did pretty well. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, the whole business thing I was saying that I had got in the way. Right. So I stopped for about 10 months and then shut the business mm. down and tried to go all in on this. Oh, so, wow, man. Yeah. Nice. Uh, you never been tempted, Adrian? Uh, I don't <laughs> think so. I, got, I um, live vicariously through James' uh, experience. <laughs> how, how unfortunate. Very <laughs> yeah. sweet. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Um, no, I reckon, I reckon Adrian should have a crack one day. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I deal with, like, not doing well. I don't, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I've heard. There's a... <laughs> I'm in, I'm in no mood to pressure or encourage anyone to do comedy. There yeah. are enough comedians. Yeah, yeah. It's awful. Yeah. Even, you know, even if you're lucky enough to have like a decent career, where, you know, there's enough awful shit along there. Yeah. Like the people I never understand is people who do it as a hobby. They're like, I just mm. enjoy this. I yeah. don't want to be pro. I'm just sort of having a bit of fun. Yeah. yeah. And for me, it's like the only thing that gets you through all the shitty stuff or yeah. like the long, you know, bombing and yeah. work out new materials. Like, yeah, the payoff eventually sort of works yeah. out mm. and you can only achieve that payoff if you were doing it full time yeah, and correct. it's kind of your job. Yeah. So the people who just like dip their toe in, the weekenders, I'm just like, just, yeah, just, crazy. just watch comedy, just relax mm. and enjoy. Yeah, because my wife and I had a similar chat to that when I was just starting out. Mm. She said something like, oh, it's, it's just a hobby or something at that stage. And I was like, but like, I don't want it to be. Like, yeah. like that's the only reason I keep going back. Like, do you think the people that are, do it as a hobby, like they're, Gluttons for punishment, I guess. Like they, they, <laughs> yeah. they enjoy the pain. Yeah, it's like their weird kink. I um, yeah, I, I have no idea. I can't, I can't figure out yeah. the psychology mm. of that. I mean, they must be able to gig regularly enough and do well mm. enough on a regular basis for mm. them to enjoy it. And I don't know. Maybe there is a way to approach comedy. Like if you're less invested. Yeah. Because yeah, if I bomb, I do think, should I quit comedy? Right. Oh, yeah, My yeah. job. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if you have a bad gig and it just hobbyists, you're like, oh well, I'll just go to the office tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. When when did it become like your day yeah. job? I guess how far into it were you? Well, oh, it all it, it was very I was, it's ridiculous. You yeah. know, I, I there's no violin to play here. But I yes, I started very early. Yeah. Did raw comedy. Triple J saw me doing raw mm. comedy. Then Alex and I start developing demos, yeah. and then eventually, so I finish high school, audition for acting school, don't get in, yeah. and pretty much move to Melbourne, doing weekends on Triple J do six weeks of uni and then drop out because we because we were offered the, a bigger job yeah, and yeah. I got management through, yeah, through okay. doing my first festival. Sweet. So I've, it's nev- I've never had a sort of real job, yes. That's sweet. That's sick. <laughs> I, like, I'm, I'm of two minds of that. Like I wish I started earlier mm. but um, I, like, I'm always curious as to what I would have said so young. Like, yes. Wait, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, God, terrible. Cause, cause, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Awful stuff. They were bad? Yeah, well, I mean, yes. I, I mean, I, obviously you hope you're a better comedian now than you were two yeah. years ago for fuck's sake. <laughs> But like, yeah, just yeah. Why did I? Well, I'm I'm looking up over old stand up for um clips for like social media now. I'm posting yep. more on Instagram, and Jesus Christ, yeah, like just watching stuff from 2012, and yeah. I'm like, you're so annoying. You're so annoying. <laughs> why did you say that? Yeah. Yes. Why would you say that? And then also life experience though. I don't think Fle- I think Fleety didn't start till he was 30 or something too. Okay. And he was always like, what do these 25 year olds have? They haven't done anything. Nothing, yeah. Nothing's happened to them. They haven't been. Broken hearted or got yeah, addicted yeah. to heroin yet. <laughs> so what what do they have to talk about? You yeah, know? well that's that's you must the, have a bank of stories. Yeah, that's yeah. the other part of my mind is now that I've started when I started, mm. I've got all those years of shit that's happened in my yes. life 
good or bad that yes. I can spin. Yeah. yeah. It's like having a reservoir of, I guess, content as opposed to like telling it as it happens or yes. as, as things happen to you. Yeah. yeah. And also, I mean, you know, the there's so many young people in comedy now or and, and probably comedy's always been a sort of young, young person's game. But, I mean, yes, you'll get someone who can particularly through social media, can blow up pretty quickly and get a lot of work by the time they're yeah, 19, 20, 21 yeah. or whatever. And then well, also for me, yeah, I just found like my comedy caught up with my life. So I'd, I ran through right. all my stories right. that I had up yeah. until age 21 yep. and then all I had was my stories about being a full-time comedian, which, yeah. yeah, who gives a fuck about that? Yeah. So, <laughs> Seems a lot of people. So, yeah. yes. But – um. You should do a stock take if you get like think of every story you've told at a party or whatever. Just write it all like huge I, bank. I'm um, yeah. I've got. I can show you on my phone after, but <laughs> I'm probably <laughs> whenever I come up with something, I'm, I've got this app on my phone where everything is organised in files mm. and stuff, and then I've got that broken into like whether I've whether it's still a premise, whether I've like done the first revision on it, oh. all the way broken down to like the final folder that says. This seems to work for now, because mm. <laughs> even if, not, not absolute. Even in that folder, I'll do a bit every now and then, and it'll be like, oh, okay, on to the next one. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, it's a it's a slow grind, and I think I'm finally finding my voice, so to speak. That's good. Um, but yeah, still have those nights, which is good. <laughs> I um, I was super secretive about it as well. Like, I never really let anyone come and watch mm-hmm. up until. My raw set this this year. My yep. wife came and watched for the first time, and then it was the first time she'd ever seen you do it. Yeah, in uh, yeah, just over a year. First mm-hmm. time she'd ever seen. So as far as she knew, I was just going out like, <laughs> like where's going? <laughs> yeah. Where's James going every night? Um, Hang on, you told her that you were going. To yeah, do yeah, comedy. I told her that. Okay. I told her that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, I'm going out. I'm not telling you where. Yeah. I'm going. <laughs> Secret. Um, and then yeah, about a month later, all these guys came and watched me um, at a little show I put on, which turned out well. Yeah, which I think. Um, in hindsight, it was geared in my favour to do well that night, I guess. Cause it was, yeah. Yeah. But, oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was still good. So now I think everyone, oh, my mum still hasn't seen me. She wants to come, but okay. I don't know if that's going to be great. There's a couple of jokes <laughs> about her in there, but let's see how she goes. I mean, she used to like Rodney Rude, so she can't get mad, can she? That's she, true. she brought me up on it. Yeah, she might be into that. Yeah. She wasn't the subject, though. Nah, nah, just little tags ripping on my mum. So <laughs> that, that's all right. You Is she do funny? That. Uh, oh, people think she's funny. I don't think she's funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> she just riffs on you the yeah. whole time? No, I guess she she is funny. She is funny. Yeah. It's just all her humour is geared towards inflicting pain and trauma on me. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Which got me to here. So. Again, your parents can go either way. Like, yeah, my parents are very lovely and supportive, but don't. I don't enjoy listening to me banging on about my sex life. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and then some people, like, will go and they'll, you know, stories of comedians' parents telling everyone in the line, like, I'm the, yeah, I'm the line, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. me, standing up during shows, yeah. yelling out, that didn't happen. Mm. <laughs> yeah. like, I think I think I'm happy with my yeah. with my version. When yeah, mum yeah. and dad come to the show, they say, well done, Tom, and we never talk yeah, about yeah. it again. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's yeah. um, the, the correct level of support. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. yes. Yeah, that's the, uh, yes, rather than them yelling at me like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's me. Uh, I, think, wrong. <laughs> I think it um it definitely started like that with my parents, but I think they've turned a corner now. Um and mum started sharing like my posts and shit like oh. that for the podcast. But I remember I was telling I don't know if I told this on the podcast or whether I was telling someone else in my life, but I remember like in grade ten or something when I first 
started going, okay, I want to do something in like whether it be acting or comedy or something like that. So I came home from school and I'm like, mum, I want to drop, I don't know what it was, it was like geography or yeah. something to do drama. And she's like, you're not doing fucking doing drama. <laughs> <laughs> like you're never going to do anything with drama. I'm like, that's like okay. a country. Yeah. Uh, dream thing dream crushed. I'm going to go learn about fucking <laughs> the Ukraine. <laughs> oh, But um, yeah. It's, I don't know. I mean, my mum was a careers teacher. Like, actually, okay. her job was, like, advising young people what to do. Yeah. And so she was very much, like, I never really want to be an actor. And she's like, back up. you got to have a backup, backup, yeah, backup, yeah. backup, backup, Which is, oh, yeah. It's fair enough. I mean, all the stats you hear about how it, yeah. brutally hard it is. Admittedly. Why would you assume that your child is the one that's going <laughs> to Admittedly, it's, gonna it's a fucking crazy thing to be chasing. But yes. I don't know. I just got this vision and. Trying to make it happen, yeah. Yes. But um, they're never going to really get it. No. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, a long time ago I gave up on trying to make comedy that was for Judy and Neil Ballard because <laughs> that's, that's not going to like yeah, enjoy yeah. anyone, you know. Yeah. So. No, nah, but they've um they've also got some brains, which some days I wish I had it where I could just go to like my day job and fucking love it. Like, yeah. Because my mum and dad can go, they work 24-7. Really? And I'm like, that's crazy. And th- it's not like they're. Like, that's a generational thing. I don't know. It could be. What do they do, sorry? So mum runs a childcare centre, oh, yeah. which sounds awful to me, like <laughs> being around all those kids. Yeah. Um, love my own kids though. <laughs> almost dropped my – almost had two fuck-ups in this podcast. Um, and dad, dad's retirement job is a um, stop-go man. He fucking lives for it. Yeah? Loves it, yeah. What, like a like – Like a, a traffic. building site? Nah, like uh, roadworks and shit road like works. that. Yeah. Oh, right. So, yeah, he um, – his work loves him because he's got his phone on at night time. He's on like tw- like emergency call. Yes, and he'll he'll act like he's Batman. Like his phone will ring. He'd be like, "Oh, I've got to go stop traffic." And just get <laughs> oh, in his. Oh, I thought you meant he was like already at work, and they're like, he's like, "Oh, we got to call him <laughs> nah, to nah. do some other emergency." No, nah, it'll be stuff. it'll be three a.m. and he'll be sending me photos of like a car crash or something, and I'll be like, <laughs> "I don't care." Like, but yeah, no, I, I wish I had something like that where I could just focus on that, but. At my day, isn't that the whole point of like doing this? Yeah, hundred percent. But I, I mean, like at my day job, I'm just sitting there looking at stuff happening, going, "How can I make this funny?" <laughs> and then I'll just distract all the other guys I work with. It's <laughs> good. Yeah, it's good. You all need right. some monotony and some boredom, I think, mm. to mm. to foster and to appreciate being creative. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. No, it's um, it's a fine line. Definitely a fine line. But um, yeah. So fucking. You're part of the Brisbane Comedy Festival. Is it a festival or fest? <laughs> Let's not fuck this up because hopefully I can get in it one year. It is a festival. Yes. A festival. Yes. First step is learning the name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then you're at Tivoli again tonight? One more show tonight, yes. Yep. Fucking following Pete Hellier again? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yes, yeah, yeah. Fucking tell him to keep some of the crowd this time, eh? <laughs> <laughs> he did plug my, my show, to be fair. He's very nice. Did he? Yeah, yeah. He, he came to watch the show too. Okay, nice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. Good work, Pete. <laughs> I approve. Um, so you're touring around at the moment, is that? Yeah, well, this is pretty much the end of the Australian tour. Yes, so did did Perth, Adelaide, a bunch of one-nighters in Tassie, Canberra, Gold Coast. Yeah. Uh, I've done Cairns, yes, to Melbourne, obviously, Sydney, uh, Brisbane. And then eventually we'll go to Montreal in end of July, and then the Edinburgh Fringe. Yes, yeah, sweet. Month. Yep. sick. Yes. Um, 
And then, so how long are those tours? Is, are you just doing the festivals over there or are you doing a little tour Pretty over much. there? Montreal's just a week and okay. then, um, yeah, Edinburgh's the whole goddamn month. Yep. At least some shows <laughs> in London after that and then coming back, yeah. Yeah, okay, sweet. And then... Um, long, I was thinking like, yeah, this must be the 40th time I've done this hour, I think, I sort of across all the festivals. Okay. Yeah. Getting, getting up around the 40 mark, I think, now. Yeah. How do you... Um, how far into it do you think you sort of got an hour, like... Well, yeah, the this, this show really took shape in Perth. I did 10 shows in Perth um, at the Oasis Comedy Club yep. and that was still very hodgepodge. Yeah, was, yep. there was lots of stuff I was throwing around and kind of eventually over those two weeks it, it all it kind of found a shape and yep. the shit stuff went and the bits where I needed some more sort of became quite apparent. Yeah. So, yeah, by the time you do that and then you start getting to Adelaide, you know, it's sort of eventually – being honed into something. Yeah, definitely. And it, yeah, that, at that point you're just sort of making some basic choices about keeping or, or dropping bits yeah. and pieces and then some stuff that you riff and sort of become naturally part of the show kind of emerge. So do you, do you reckon you have like um, – because I'd imagine like the first draft, so to speak, of mm. that hour, um, there would be a, a chunk of that that gets cut, does it, or are you pretty confident? Oh, going, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, there's some fat on there, baby. So, so then it's like – Strategic to I'll go watch the last shows of this tour. Yes, try and get no, something more sorry, refined. <laughs> <laughs> I think Perth knows what's up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they're, they're so the far road. away; they need to move closer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, in saying that, then do you have like a whole heap of backup bits stored somewhere that you can just throw into that hour? Then, if you say you do the first, I don't know, you're the professional five shows, I guess, and. Something's not working. Have you got something? Yeah. Well, I tend to overwrite. Yeah. yeah so okay. you write more than an hour's material yep. uh, for the show, and then yes, process of elimination, yep. uh, trial by fire. Yeah. Stuff gets shut down, and you hang on to some stuff because you think I think that's really funny. And then night after night, the audience okay. tells yeah, yeah. you you're absolutely wrong. <laughs> that sucks. Hey? And you go fuck these people. I'm a <laughs> yeah. genius. My joke's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the audience were wrong. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. I hate that. And then eventually you have to realize no, they're probably probably ten out of ten audiences aren't wrong. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, yeah, or, and then order is often the thing too, where it's just like you've, mm. yes, you've just got to crack the right order, or yep. you just feel like this is not flowing in from this this bit. And if you want to do some callbacks and sort of structuring it around a little bit, but I kind of love it. I mean, I, still the most addictive feeling is when you've got new bits mm. and they've and, and they work right, and you're still you're not sick of them. Yeah, you're not on autopilot when you're doing them, and you're really enjoying delivering them. And then when you can do that in an hour, when the hour feels actually. You know, I think, yeah, maybe the seventh or eighth show in Perth or something, it was like I was ending the show and it, it all felt like it, things yeah, kind of yeah. clicked yeah, yeah. into place. Yeah, That's nice. very satisfying, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean about, obviously, again, not to the scale, but um, the whole raw thing that went on mm. uh, a couple of months ago. Um, I got to a point with that five where I got it pretty good, but it just felt so stale when it got to the end and I was just so excited for raw to finish yes. just so I could, like, Start doing new bits again new and stuff stuff. like that, and, but um, yeah, which still- doesn't. I mean, you hear all comedians talk about it. Like the magic of a bit goes out, and you, and it doesn't make any sense because you're saying the same bit. You're probably saying it better because you're yep. delivering it more, but then somehow it doesn't work away. But there must be something to do to, to fix that because Americans spend years yeah. on the same goddamn bit, yeah, exactly. And by the end of it, it's better than ever. So there must be something that you can do as a comedian that means you don't just, um, yeah, a bit doesn't just sort of disintegrate over yeah, time. Yeah, like definitely. You've got to keep the magic in there somehow. I have no idea. It's um, it's good now that I'm doing the new stuff. Obviously, it's not working all night, every night. Sure. Um, and it's just good to finish on 
like a joke I was doing for Raw yep. that I know is going to fucking do well. And it's yep. just like, then I pick the crowd back up and they're like, oh, okay, James isn't a piece of shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so um, self-deprecating. Yeah, 100%. I think you got to be. I, I'm super self-deprecating. I, um, I've never been someone to come off stage and be like, fuck yeah, I crushed it up crushed there. It, like, yes. I'm, I'll always come off stage, someone will go, oh, how do you reckon you went? And I'll be like, mm, like, all right. And they're like, you did well. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll listen to the recording on the way home. Then I never do. <laughs> well, the recording is always either whenever I, if I think I'm killing, the recording tells me that I did not do as well as I thought. Yeah, right. And if I'm bobbing, I listen back and I say, oh, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, that was, um, that was another tying it back to Raw again. So I did it at the sit-down comedy club. And they give you the option to buy your tape after. So I was oh like, my God. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. How much? Ah, uh, fuck. What was it? 75 bucks or something? What? Yeah, yeah. For like, five but, minutes. Like, they got you. Yeah, no, wait, wait, wait. Daily, you can't. They send, they send an email saying normally it's 155, but for Raw, we're going to give it to you for 75. And I was like, this is Don't a bargain. You just record everything that goes on. Like, yeah, they've got a full like setup and shit with all different camera angles and stuff. But anyway, my Damn. first set. My first set for Raw, um, I got up there and I did well. Like I made it through to the next round. Um, and because my wife had never seen me and some of the bits are about her, I was like, I'm going to show you this video before you come and see me live. Okay. I don't know what happened to the recording or something. <laughs> All the laughter was gone. <laughs> I promise there was laughter. I swear. <laughs> I swear there was laughter. So I've. I've because I legit got the email just before she got home with the recording, so yes. I've put it on the TV, hit play, and I'm witnessing this firsthand with her, and I'm like, I swear people were laughing. Like, <laughs> so then I had to get my phone, <laughs> I had to get my phone out of my pocket and play the recording yeah. I had going in you my interjected pocket. your own laughter. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, hear the laughter. Like, it was good. But then oh I bought, I bought the video for the the semi final, and that one was fucking. So much better. So much oh, laughter. Okay, yeah, so it's yeah. not a constant feature. Nah, nah. Sit down yeah. Nah, because I see, I see people post their sit-down clips and I was like, that's why I'm going to buy it, to like right. clip it up for Insta or something like that and then no one's seeing that one. Ugh. Maybe the semi one where there's like laughter and shit. But the price fun. should relate to how well you did, right? So if you bombed, right. it should be like five Yeah, bucks. yeah, yeah. And if you killed, he's like, okay. How does it, like, who gets to judge that then? I guess... Uh, Me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They'll send all the clips to you. Yes. Yeah. All right, that's fifty bucks. Yeah. That's seventy-five. That yeah. would feel terrible. <laughs> oh, this God. one, they should have to pay you. Yeah, yeah. To take it off their hands. That's how badly you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not, we're not keeping this store. This, yeah, this it's taking up too much storage. Yeah. Fuck storage. <laughs> um, and you just wrapped up your own podcast. I did, yes. Like I'm a six-year-old interview podcast that I did for about eight years. Yep. Um, and I enjoyed it. But, yeah, it was just getting the time and effort involved yep. was just too much. I do this other podcast called Serious Danger with my friend Emerald Moon, which is about the Greens. And that's we've got, like, a Patreon with that and we've got a producer and, yeah, I just get to record that. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and then he takes care of it. So, yeah, that's what you want. Yes. I think podcasting has got to the point where it's like, yes, you've, that you've got it to do it seriously and to actually sort of find the audience through, yep. you need to, yes, invest and kind of yes, spend a lot of time on it. That's sort of where, where we're, at, where we're at with this whole thing. Like we know that next step we want to take, mm. but it's just it's such an investment. Like, sure. Um, yeah, especially with everything else going on as well. Like, When if you're working a day job, you're competing with people who are, yes, who are doing it full time. Exactly, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's um. That's another thing with the whole stand-up thing is like I go to some gigs and I'm talking to people that 
either A, don't have a day job or B, they're just on like, I don't know, a four-hour shift at Kmart or something sure, and sure. I'm like, fuck, you've had all this time to like write jokes and I'm like <laughs> pulling my hair out trying to manage someone else's business and fucking then i got to try and be, come and be funny. I'm like, fuck. Yes, it's just so much to juggle. <laughs> but, yeah, can't wait till I can hopefully one day make that step to, yeah. And you've got kids, you say? Yeah, yeah, two boys. Two boys. Yeah, How old so, are they? Uh, one is three. Jesus Christ. No, 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 because no. one's got a birthday next week, so okay. he's three. So okay. I've got to go from saying he's two to three. Okay. So let's say he's three for this podcast, uh, and the other one is six. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, solid. Yeah, it is solid. So, yeah, they're, they're – um, Do they they're, understand daddy's fondness for jokes? Uh, so the older one, that's gotten a bit hard lately. He fucking – he started to be like, oh, I don't want you to go out to shows and things oh, like yeah. that, which sucks. But I'm gonna be like he hates your act. Yeah, yeah. You he's haven't a, got a, a daddy. He's a not harsh. funny. You're never gonna make it. He's a harsh critic. Um, <laughs> I saw that st- sit down footage. No one was laughing. They're supposed to laugh. When you go out, mom shows us these clips. Yeah, yeah. that's how she gets us to sleep. He's doing. He loves this more than you. Oh, fuck! This is too accurate. This is too accurate. Um. But, yeah, that's the other tricky thing. It's hard to juggle it with kids. But um, luckily my wife's pretty supportive of the whole thing and she's picking up the slack where she needs to. Or where, not where she needs to. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Don't listen to this Country episode. Queensland. <laughs> Country comedy. <Back> <laughs> no. We're good. Um, but, yeah, a lot of, lot of stuff to juggle, but I feel like it uh, has to be done at this point. Otherwise I'll never do it. And are you on TikTok? Are you? Are you is there only someone, the, a new I'm, one is yeah. Is only, a new comedian. Yeah, yeah. Only the podcast is on TikTok. Um, gotcha. My Instagram as well is mainly just me putting photos at this point. <laughs> uh, just comes down to the whole confidence thing again, I guess. Okay. Um, but eventually, I'll get videos up there. But I just mm. also don't want to. Which I mean, all for it if they can. But you see some of these TikTok kids post a video, blow up, and then sell out a theatre tour, and they don't have a solid. Hour yes. or something. Yes. So I somewhat want to do it the old school way as well, but then I know the new age is fucking all on socials. So it's a, something I'm trying to juggle. Yeah. How do, how do you feel about the whole social? Oh, yeah. Well, look, yes. My management was <laughs> like, you need to post more stuff. Yeah. And it does make sense because I do have a, a fair mm. amount of shit out there and repost. And I think I was like, oh, it's all out on YouTube, but no one's fucking watching it on YouTube. Right. So. Yes, that Instagram. I'm not on TikTok. I yep. refuse to engage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I drew the line, line yeah. there uh, yeah. for whatever reason, which is probably a mistake. Yeah. But um, yes. So if you've got all the footage there and it's just sitting there, no one's watching it, and you know you can clip down to. I mean, I am concerned about the level of attention that people are prepared to invest, and people saying like, you know, three yeah. seconds, and I'm like, well, that's not like how can you get. How can you cut it down in like and cut get it down that yeah. much? Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. Like when I'm editing the clips for the podcast, to get to that final laugh, we all had a big laugh on. Right. I've got to try and clip four minutes of conversation, so it still makes sense if you're watching along. Yes. But then you hear all the things where people only want to engage for yeah. twenty seconds or something, yes. and it's like, how can you fit yeah. that into twenty seconds? But no, and that's got to do something to us as I a know. society. Like we can't. There's this term called dramology, which is about the speed of societies. Mm-hmm. I forget the philosopher's name, but it's like this idea of just how quickly we churn over new information mm. and how how the speed at which it feels like sort of society, uh, you know, moves on. And 
yeah, you know, in the 21st century, the dramology is just like increased exponentially to yeah. the point where something will happen. We're outraged about it, immediately forgotten. Mm. Can't remember anything that's happening. And then anything long form, you know, ability to concentrate. And I'm the, I'm the same, yeah, reading a book, watching a longer movie. Yeah. It's just like our brains are sort of fucking melting. Yeah, yeah. And where the social media platforms are telling us, are setting the the attention levels for us to sort of yeah, abide yeah. by, which I think is is a, is a problem. Yeah, but. yeah. Because I, I felt myself getting tangled up in it all a bit. Um, so start like start of this year, I had a digital watch and start like mm. a smart watch. And I went back to it. Like took me so long just to look back at a watch <laughs> and go, "Fuck, what time is that?" <laughs> um, but same like you said, reading a book. I've tried to read a book like once a month. Mm. Like I used to be a massive reader and then zoned out of it. Yeah. But now that I've started reading again, I'm like, "Fuck, this is like pretty cool." Um, <laughs> Do you have to turn your phone off when you read a book? Uh, no, but okay. I can't say I hold the two things at the same time. Well, you just hear like dings Not or something. And you're no, like, or even just just my brain will be like, yeah. "Really? I've read three paragraphs here, but that's plenty of time for someone right. to tweet something." Okay, right. yeah, yeah, it's right. Crazy. Yeah, no, so I, I don't have turn that. it to airplane mode and, and and put it away from me if I want to seriously sit down and read a book. Yeah. How do you feel then? I don't know if you've been to like any of the international comedians that have come where you have to lock your phone in the yonder bags. Oh yes. How do you feel then? Well, they're fine as long as the show's good, okay, which right. was not the case with Chris fucking Rock. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Not a fan? I love Chris Rock. Okay, right. He's one of my favourite comedians of all time. Yep. But I've seen him twice yep. when he yep. came to Australia in recent years. Mm-hmm. The first time I went 180 bucks, yep. stadium tour, mm. yep. and he was trialling shit. He was, yeah. he was using a stadium as a goddamn trial yeah, show. Yeah, okay. He was using his Australia tour to work up Tambourine, yeah. and Tambourine was wonderful. Yeah. The, the product was great. Yeah. But I wasn't at Tambourine. Yeah. I was at whatever the fuck I was watching. You're at the Perth show. Yeah, so, yeah. You're at the Perth show. Yes. Well, this is, I said to my boyfriend, he's like, wow, he treats Australia like Adelaide. I'm like, God damn. Fuck. And it was so, it was really demoralised because I don't care how rich and famous you are. Yeah. You yeah. must know that ordinary people, that is a huge amount of money. 100%. That's the only stand-up gig they're going to see this year. And the fact that you're Chris Rock only gets you so far. Yeah, yeah. Then I came back, uh, when he came back to tour this last one, Ridiculous. I don't know why. Same amount of money. I'm like, well, the slap happened. Surely he will tell us he will have worked mm. up some great jokes about the slap. Yeah. He did two lines about the slap that were nothing. Yeah. And then the rest of it was this meandering 90 minutes of just – it was boring. It was so boring. Uh, yeah, right. And it, the whole stage – it's so bizarre to see a stadium watching Chris Rock and everyone – just the energy but, yeah, really sucked out of the yeah. room. Yeah, that sucks. And then, you know, I thought the special that ended up was was – way tighter and good yeah. it was good and then the slap stuff was like pretty good but man i just think i don't know what what's happened to that guy he's just he's to be he's still one of the best ever but yeah yeah he's just those shows were just really um really hard to take yeah sucks because i wish i had my phone yes. yeah yeah not, not to film <laughs> his incredible material to yeah, leak yeah. just to do something else while he was on stage because i went and saw um burt kreischer a few weeks ago oh, yeah. and same deal he just released his special so he's conveniently in Australia working on new material. Oh. But he – so the whole show ended up going for like an hour 50, but right. it didn't feel like that because he just – obviously Bert's Bert and he just goes over the top with everything. <laughs> yes. And he's starting some of his new bits and he's not getting a great reaction and he just stops the show and he's like, I realise all this just is like dog shit. I'm trying to come up with new bits. He's like, I understand the theatre's not the perfect spot for it. <laughs> so he's I recognise. Yeah. He's like, let me do this and then I'll finish on some stuff that's going to crush. And like – the last maybe 40 minutes was just him getting drunk on stage and just fucking with the crowd and like doing a shoeing or whatever. No, nah, he, he didn't do that at our show. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he drew a line. But um <laughs> yeah. But um 
And it was a theater here or a stadium? It was uh what do you call the convention center? Would that be a theater? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But there's there's normally sports stuff in there? No. I don't know what I think they do everything like, in there. The exhibition center? Yeah, yeah, yeah exhibition center. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, right. but they had it set up. It was all like um stadium seating, I yeah, guess. Yeah, okay. Um with a stage like, in the middle. Yeah, it's concerts and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It it worked. It was like I had fun, but Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. You'd spend all that money to go and see a a polished show, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, Chris Rock could book any mid-sized theatre in mm. in America. He could do a month residency to yeah. work up yep. a, a set of material. He does not need to tour to Australia yeah. and charge that kind of money when he's fucking around with the jokes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I got I got some problems with it. I saw Eddie Izzard once too at the Hamer Hall, and and she was just fucking around and and like literally saying on stage like, "Oh, that'll be better later in the tour. I'll fix yeah. that later on." And I'm yeah, like, "Okay, but that's okay. what, what we're here." Okay. Yeah. Right. Yes, because um, the Hamer Hall, like mm. beautiful theater, the comedians of this country would fucking kill to perform. Yeah, yeah definitely. And you fuck it about because I know. Um, obviously, I don't know if he sticks to his word, but from what I've heard, Kevin Hart normally he'll book out like a small town mm. comedy club and he'll work on his hour or something and then he'll go up to like normal comedy clubs around the town, mm. like a uh, country, sorry, yep. and then he'll go into theatres and if it's not working there, he'll peel right back to the start and start working on it oh, again. Oh, interesting. Um, and each level he goes up, if it something's not working, he'll go all the way back to the start before he gets to these stadiums and shit, which oh. I think is like it's a, not only good for him but good for the crowd as well, yes. like, like we were just talking about, like. You don't want to go and see Kevin Hart, and he's just like, "Oh shit, that wasn't funny." Like, you want Kevin the Hart stadium? To- yeah, exactly. The stage is echoing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like thousands of people yeah. going, just bombing. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's 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 really something to not to bomb in front of that crowd because these are people who paid huge amounts yeah. of money to see you, exactly. right? And in Australia, it's like we haven't seen Chris Rock in ages, so yeah. he's going to be the best. Yeah. So yeah, it's really it's it's like celebrity brain. When you've been that rich and famous, and and um, hailed for mm. such a long period of time, it clearly does something to your brain and your perception of what is and isn't acceptable. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, that, that, yeah. That's probably um, one of the first not bad words I've heard about Chris Rock, but like, like critique, I guess, which is sh- which is cool. Show? Yeah, really? which is which is cool that you can um, critique him like that, I guess, because normally everyone would just be like, oh, I saw Chris Rock and it was the best night of my yeah. life. Like, then that's the loot, that's yeah, money. Yeah, exactly, that's exactly. Like I paid 180 bucks and had to Exactly, yeah. yeah. And I'm not, this isn't even just, oh, I'm a comedian, so like, you know, I yeah. saw through the act. No. I'm like, I'm telling you, the people in that stadium were not having a good time. Yeah, right. And they tricked themselves into thinking they had a good time. Yes, yeah, and it's very hard to imagine them being like, yeah, I've got to go back to that or I've got to see that again. Yeah. Uh, or or, or willing, being willing to see Chris Rock again. Now, again, I love Chris Rock. Yeah. He can <laughs> be the best, he is. He's yeah, one yeah. of the best comedians of all time. But God damn it. Those shows. And I was angry at myself. The second time I'm angry at myself yeah. for believing that things could oh, go better. better. Going back to this abusive. Are you to imagine. <laughs> was it, sorry, was it the same tour? Like the same time he was in the country? No, no, no. The first one was oh, 2017 right. doing Tambourine and then it was yeah, right. last well, year. Yeah. Yeah. No, you'd expect. No, yeah, you'd expect the next one to be better than for sure. <laughs> but he's just doing the same process. Well, that's his, yeah, like, that's a tour process, trial. Like, of, I suppose, of yeah, yeah, that's true. That's like, true. This is where I work out my stuff and then, yeah, move on. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, any of those people that. Weren't happy with that. Come watch me at the Walrus Club tonight. Uh, <laughs> See, I'll there do. Yeah. I'll do one good joke for you. When you're working out new stuff, you're not charging 180 bucks. No, it's no, very big of you. Yeah, it's it's noble. He's I, I do it for the I do it for the people. <laughs> <laughs> so support me. <laughs> um, yeah, but nah. I. Uh, so how do you how do you work out a new bit then? Like being, do you like uh, 
obviously you don't do open mics and stuff like that anymore or do you still drop in from time to time? Not like open mic, open mic stuff. Yep. No, I mean, yeah, new material nights. We have okay. trial shows as well, which my management puts on. They've got this little theatre in their office and they, they, they're free. They go to a mailing yeah, list. Now, sometimes those can be like deeply demoralising. Yeah. Yeah. Not because it's like, I mean, you're doing new material, some of the stuff's not going to work, but the, the people who come to that are just in no way invested in you in any way. Okay, yeah, right. yeah. So it's sometimes a little bit, like sometimes I'll do better at a paying audience in front of people who yeah. might have a vague idea of who I am as opposed to people who come for free. But oh. there's just, yeah, no other way to do it. And then even once you get a show together and you're doing a festival charging money, <clears throat> yeah, it, it takes a few, like preview preview shows are pretty previewy. Yeah, yeah. Um, do, yeah. do you find it easier than um, if someone's paying to come and see you that they're invested in your show, I guess, or... Don't, not really. The theory is, yeah, I mean, yeah, a, a free comedy night, there is just mm. sometimes. Now, as a comedian, if you're not being paid mm. and people haven't paid to come, then you do feel like you have license to fuck around a lot, yeah, to right. try brand new stuff, to mm. read off notes. I think that's all fine. Yeah. That's all, that's all no worries. Um, but, yes, yeah, some people would say that even just a small price signal of like five bucks just mm. gets people, gets the audience relaxed Invested, to the yeah. point where like, okay, there's there's some kind of professionalism <laughs> yeah. going on here yeah. and yes we get it we're invested in, in this being a good show because we had that talk a little bit about like so if you're going to put on your show do you make it free or paid and we said like people who have paid money are probably like they are there to watch the comedy yeah, yeah. and then so then i guess what you were saying about people that pay specifically to go to one of your shows that's like another step beyond that like they're specifically paying the, mm. to watch you. Yeah, definitely. Yes. You're coming for the name, so to speak. Yes. Um, and then it backfires when, when you're Chris Rock and come to Yeah. Show, so. <laughs> um, God, all the Chris Rock defenders are going to come <laughs> after me, don't they? No, no. I stand by it. If you weren't at yeah. the show, you don't fucking yeah. know, man. No. Yeah. Don't worry. It's just my mum and dad that listen to this anyway. So. <laughs> they Roddy Roode is a genius. Yeah, they yeah, probably yeah. don't even know who Chris Rock is. I went to see Roddy Roode once too, actually. Did yeah, you? At the uh, Paddington RSL in Sydney. Okay. And it was it was quite an evening. Yeah. Um, first half was just yes, all classic, just mm. the most yes, the wonderful yeah, yeah. prop comedy, yeah. mm. the wonderful homophobia, insane, yeah. insane uh, insults left, right, and center, mm-hmm. which is what you want. And then in the second half, and I don't know whether anything came of this, he was trying to do more storytelling, genuine okay. storytelling yeah, about yeah. his actual childhood. Right. Okay. okay. Which was kind of interesting, and it wasn't, and there were long gaps with no big laughs, and you would. You would hear people yell out, be like, uh, call me a cunt, Rude. <laughs> yeah. Like, they couldn't, they couldn't deal with, like, just yeah. what is this? and him being insincerely telling a story. And then, I, yeah, I don't know whether he was trying to build up, like, a one-man show or something about the, the childhood of Rodney Rude. Yeah, right. Anyway. How, how long ago was that? This was, year, this was years ago. I went with my friend Henry in Sydney. It must have been when I was living there in, in sort of, yeah, 2012, 2013 kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, okay. Right. It's funny, like, yeah. like, that was a while ago, but it's... Realistically, not that long ago. He's, mm. I mean, and he was not. His health was not. He's had a few yeah. health ups and downs. Yeah. He was not a hugely healthy man on stage. Yeah. I think he might still be doing shows. But, yes, it was kind of, it was kind of fascinating to see. And he does seem, seems like a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to go to a show now. Then, like, and see. Yeah. Cause like I, how, how does that play out, I guess, in the current climate of everything? Yeah, well, I, that was like, um, it was probably one of, like, the highlight nights of my dad's life, to be honest. Like, <laughs> Rodney Rood came to a local pub near us. Like, yes. we live in Logan, like, shithole. And Rodney Rood was coming and Dad thought he was, like, fucking going to see the Queen or something. Of like, course. Yeah, yeah. So he's all dressed up and stuff. And then um, 
unfortunately for him, you don't want to stand out at a Rodney Roode show, obviously. <laughs> oh, no. And I we, we still don't know what happened because um, Dad had a couple of beers and then halfway through the show he's just like felt the urge to throw up. So he's just stood up and started like oh, walking no. to the toilet and I was just waiting for Rude to like say something to him and I'm like, don't say it. Like, but luckily he made it out and I was okay. like, fuck. Knock out. Yeah. Lucky. But um, yeah, he's uh, – do you – so you're you're a fan of Rodney Roode's comedy, or you just like the uh, spectacle that is Rodney Roode? Look, we were going out of a sense of um, curiosity. Okay, yeah. I don't. I'm not going to like listen to a Rodney Roode album yep. or yeah. watch a Rodney Roode special if yep. it exists. But I guess I'm, you're fascinated about his place in the culture. There was that documentary which I did a little interview for the ABC. Did stop laughing. This is serious, which was about the history of Australian comedy, and it was pretty interesting to hear all other comedians, particularly mm-hmm. of an older generation, talk about how he was the the guy. Yeah. Or what he was doing was was pretty fucking uh pretty fucking wild. Yeah, and yeah. he was probably the first one to kind of break through and do that. Um yeah, I think you could receive Rodney Root exactly for, for what it is. Yeah. And he's not trying it's not he's it's not like he's a he probably would say he's an anti-wokey, anti-PC mm. guy, but it's not like he has any massive political agenda. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. just like I think he's just, just telling jokes. Yeah, yeah the I jokes think he's just. Yeah. And I think he came out in support of marriage equality actually at one point too, yeah. sort of like yeah, making he, these sort of weird moves. And he, I guess there's a generation of dudes who are just like comedy is just this yeah. total act, and you just yeah. whatever you can think of that's funny, you yep. do it, as opposed to having any kind of relationship to your actual politics or what yeah, you yeah, about yeah, things. yeah. This is like, I may say things that are offensive, but it's it's just jokes. It's like, just yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. And of course, I don't really think this. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's tough yeah. that you have to like preface everything that you say now, like with that. Like, yeah, that's. Well, or do you think people like are putting their, I guess, politics into their routines or their acts? Like it comes through. Or they can. I think that in. really varies with yeah. with yeah who you are. I mean, for yeah, for me. I'm trying to get to something close to what I actually think and feel on stage. Politics would be part of my act. There are jokes I wouldn't tell because of my politics or the political implications of it. That's important to me. I think someone like Anthony Jesselnik, Jimmy Carr, Mm. these are dudes who have established an act very clearly that what they're saying means absolutely nothing. They don't, there's no relationship to reality. And the game of their act is to try and either shock you or to try and surprise you to write jokes that are deeply dark about all the fucked up things yeah. in life. Yeah, yeah. But there is no greater mess, which is why I thought the Jimmy Carr sort of gypsy joke controversy was a bit was a bit overblown, even though lots of people on the left who I respect were like, you know, this is pretty fucked up. Yeah. Because I'm like, Jimmy Carr has made it very clear that he doesn't think it yeah. anything of mm. this and yeah, he's yeah. just trying to do jokes um, and that's that's it. And if you get offended by that one, then you do need to be offended by Literally every every other one he's done. Yeah. Like why isolate this particular joke as the example as, as the worst one? It's highlights, I guess, more of the issue with the clipping and cutting out context and cutting out. That's true. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you take it out from the special, but then even then, I'm like, the context of Jimmy Carr is pretty fucking yeah. clear. Yeah. Right. Again. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, Jimmy Carr just rolled with it, and he's sort of since come out and sort of said he thinks cancel culture is a bit bullshit because he just people were angry for a bit and then he's carrying on touring the world I heard, making millions of dollars. Yeah, I heard that. Like so um I can't remember where I heard it, but they said like the biggest thing you can do even if if there's some controversy about you is just keep going because with the speed at which like we were saying yes. everything turns <laughs> over yeah. in two weeks someone will forget about what you've done. But if you stop, then that's what you were remembered for. Like you that's Yes. Yeah. Like 
because apology is like, you know, all this pressure on you to apologize. And if you just don't apologize for long enough, yeah. if you just hold out, people, everyone does move on. Like yeah. that is how insincere a lot of the media outrage particularly uh, is and how short people's memories are. I like the way that um, like Ricky Gervais says something, but then so that he gets you thinking a certain way that's not the right way and then he'll spin it back and then he'll be like, you're the bad person for thinking that. <laughs> like I didn't say anything wrong. <laughs> I fucking love how he did, does that. He does, yes, play around with that a fair bit. Yeah. But, King um, Billy Coke Bottle, is he still going? No idea. I honestly haven't heard from him since like, I don't know, 2001 in my dad's VN Commodore. <laughs> so he's in it. So if people don't know, this is a guy who would do an, an Aboriginal character, right? There's yep. a white dude doing yeah. the Aboriginal Oh, voice. really? <laughs> <laughs> I, I genuinely did You're not know. Blowing my mind now. <laughs> I genuinely did not know that. <laughs> He's like, wait, can I backpedal and I said, like, this is who I like? I'm, yeah. I'm sure uh, that's right. Yeah. Someone should check that. I'm yeah, sure yeah. I know. I'm sure it is right. Okay, sweet. But what what is crazy <clears throat> is that I did this show a few years ago called First Contact, which was six white um, celebrities <laughs> and me, uh, just the people who were available. <laughs> and yeah. Me. And needed a, to get on TV again. Me, Adeline Brulia, and David Oldfield from One Nation, going to Aboriginal communities in remote Australia, okay. and then you know talking about white-black relations. Mm-hmm. And you know, we go to some of these really remote communities, particularly in territory. I'd mentioned I was a comedian, and time after time, black people would mention King Billy Coke Bottle as yeah, like yeah. the funniest thing in the world. Yeah, and these people who knew that it was a white dude doing yeah. doing an Aboriginal character and stuff. Right. And I'm not, again, I'm not like a PC god mad, you know, wokeness is killing the world thing. But it's just like it's very interesting, yes, to, to be in the, that world itself, talking to black people about their perspective on this kind of comedy and how, yeah, yeah left-wing inner-city sensibilities are often way off the mark when it yeah. comes to that kind of stuff. Mm. I still don't think it's great. Like it's, some of the stuff is pretty cooked. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, that's yeah, funny. Fuck, you I you did, did not that. know that. I gen- <laughs> <laughs> Like I need to go back and listen yeah. to this now. Yeah, I genuinely oh. did not know that. I'm yeah. Fuck, surely my mum and dad knew that. Yeah. Fuck. Pretty sure well, that's, that's right. my mind. And I think yeah, Kim Bloody Wilson had some truly just like mm. like what I could only describe as actually racist material. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. oh, t- definitely. <laughs> it's not. It's fucking yeah. Not the most. <laughs> an eight year old probably shouldn't have been listening to it. But, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. A good parenting choice. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't know what you were signing up yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. Dad had to stay awake for the long drives and it's what kept him awake. So. <laughs> like in, um, it was either that or heroin, so <laughs> it, my dad doesn't do heroin. So. <laughs> um, fuck, my, my brain is literally blown off after that fact. I did not That's know that. That's got to be correct. I'm sure, it is. I'm sure it is. I don't have my phone near me, but I'm sure, if, I'm sure it's correct, 100%. My phone's up here. Oh, 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 All right. Yeah. Oh, hey, Adrian, what are you doing? I don't know, just listening to you get your mind working. Yeah. I don't know. It is, it is actually important. You think, like, lots of people, I don't know if I find the people who get offended most are not the people that are the subject of whatever was offensive a lot. So, like, okay, I don't know if it's just my personality or not, but I can hear... Asian jokes and be fine. Mm. But then a lot of people be like, you can't say that. I'm like, well, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lewis Beers. 
It was an Australian comedian. Oh, he, oh, he passed away in 2019. Oh, was an Australian comedian who performed under the stage name King Billy Coke Bottle. He attracted controversy as his performance mm. by wearing blackface to impersonate an Aboriginal oh, Australian. Whoa, okay. That's fucking so nuts. Like, to so that he, level. Because people would have just heard the record where yeah. he said his voice, but he clearly would have toured and actually, I guess, done blackface. Yeah. That's what I, because that's all I know him as, is just the, because they had crazy cartoons as like the cassette covers and stuff like that. Yeah. So I just saw like a crazy cartoon and the, the name, and I was like, oh, fuck. Changing attitudes towards the use of blackface and towards racism in Australia, that's all fixed yeah. now, <laughs> led Beers to receive less work in his later years. Despite okay, the contents of, of his performance, Beers denied allegations of racism mm. and claimed to have Aboriginal family members. Yeah, he was right. born in the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> well, I married into it. So. Yeah, yeah, I guess it'd be like my marriage, yeah. therefore it's cool. <laughs> In 2002, Crown Casino cancelled a scheduled beers performance after receiving complaints from various Aboriginal and other ethnic, ethnic community groups. 2002, original cancel culture. Yes, mm-hmm. there you go, back in the day. In the same month, Aboriginal activist John Kelly Country lodged a complaint against beers with the Human Rights and Equal Opportunity Commission. After the commission had ter- terminated the complaint in 2003, uh, they commenced proceedings against beers in the Federal Magistrates Court in Darwin, claiming oh. that beers' performance breached Section 18C of the Racial Discrimination Act. Ah. Oh. Uh, a public well, like, apology. Went way up there. Whoa. Beers successfully represented himself in the case. Okay. Oh, fuck. That's a good telly movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, gotta yeah. see that. Do you think he was wearing blackface? <laughs> oh, this is what I meant. Surely not. Surely not. Jesus Christ. Ernie Dingo was a fan, apparently. Okay. See, it's all very messy. But... Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Everything gets messy when you're <laughs> oh. doing blackface, of course. <laughs> yeah. 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 Probably don't bring that back, though, I reckon. No, no definitely not. Probably leave that one. Definitely so, not. Well, again, if you come and see me, there will be zero blackface. Right. Because you're a coward. Because <laughs> yeah. you're an old right. gone mad. <laughs> you won't do it. Tom Ballard, put me up to it tonight, boys. <laughs> Go for him, not me. Hey, come yeah. on. It was a dare. Yeah, it back was down. a <laughs> No, fuck. Um, I'm sorry to be rude, but you're no, a yeah, I reckon I reckon we're wrapping up right now. So, um, yeah, it was appreciate good. you coming on. No worries, guys. Good. Lovely to meet you. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was good fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, hopefully, you crush at the Tivoli again tonight. Look, I sure hope so too. Yeah, yeah, and I'll it's crush. It's interpreted, which is always yeah, a yeah. classic of like when I say sex things, they have to sign it. Everybody laughs. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. There's your ticket price right there. Yeah, right. Well, if you watch Tom and you want to come and see someone bomb after that. <laughs> Come see me at the Walrus Club. But, yeah, no, definitely definitely appreciate you coming on, mate. Thank you. Yeah, hopefully next time you're in Brisbane, you come in again. Cheers. Perfect. Cheers, mate. Thanks.